Show. I'm your host, Tammy Miller, and I want to thank you all for tuning in with us tonight. A special thanks because I do know that it is football, sorry, football, I'm thinking Dallas. It is basketball time again, and many of you are preparing for this game. So thank you for choosing Butterfly Evolution tonight. We won't keep you very long. We do have a very special, special guest with us tonight, Mr. Kenny Pugh, and so we're going to just kind of move forward pretty quickly, get started so that we can get you back or into the games. I want to remind you that the chat line is open. For those of you who are out there, please just uh, submit your questions and comments that way. If not, you can also choose the number one or call in and choose the number one to ask your questions uh, or make your comments. So the chat line is open. For those of you who are tuning in with us online tonight, and we have quite a few out there, so thank you all for that again. But remember, you do have to select the number one if you have a question or a comment, and we do welcome your questions and comments tonight. I want to quickly remind you of the trash can concept for our new people. Again, we continue to share this with you. If you have not, please do move your trash can as a way to promote change and to allow yourself to see how often or how quickly we uh, just adapt to those those small habits, even something as insignificant as where you take your trash. You'll notice that your mind will take you right back to where you moved it from, or at least that's what happened in our household. So remember to move your trash cans, make it fun, make a game out of it, and as you move it, monitor or count the number of times you return to its old location. And just to remind you, if you, you sow a thought, remember those thoughts create so many things in your life. Thoughts bring you to an action, and if you sow an action, you create habit, and you your habits create your character, and your character, your destiny. So where are your thoughts taking you? That's a very important question that we want to continue to remind you of each and every Monday. So moving into tonight's topic, um, I've changed it many times, but it's, it's, again, Kenny Pugh is on with us tonight. He's going to tell us a little bit about himself and the things that he has going on. We hope you have some questions. I've written my questions down. I've studied his, his web pages and all the things that he has going on, and I was just telling him that he has a wealth of information on his site and so many things going on. There's no reason for us not to be motivated and plugged in uh, with all the positive things that he has going on through the many things that he is doing. So, Kenny, if you want to just introduce yourself and, and tell us a little bit about you, and then we'll get going right into the show. Awesome. I want to first thank you for uh, inviting me to be a part of your show. I, I consider it to be an honor and uh, and definitely Kenny? I think we lost. Kenny, we can't hear you. Just a second. You guys apologize. But, again, technology. Uh, Let's see if we can get him back on. Kenny? 
Can you hear me now? Okay, we can hear you now. All right, awesome. Wanted to once again just say thank you for uh, inviting me to be a part of the show, and hopefully something will be said that will help to inspire or empower someone this evening. And so um, I am Kenny Pugh. I'm an author. I'm a speaker. I'm a, someone who is an on-air contributor to HLN, which is headline news here in Atlanta, and I also write for blackenterprise.com on a weekly basis for their love and money uh, column. And so um, I'm all over the place, and uh, I also have the privilege of serving as an associate minister here in Atlanta, and so I get a chance to empower people's lives through um, the spoken word uh, as well as the writing and articles that I pull together on on a regular basis. Okay, okay. And a few things that I I added to that, and I hope you don't mind me sharing, um, of course, founder of the Kenny Pugh LLC and um, intriguing the awarded the Gospel Choice Rising Star, and this was for your impact in the lives of single adults and and the work in the community. Um, And I think that's so important because there's so many people that are single, whether never been married or divorcing, and so many people giving up on finding um, that true love, someone to, to help embrace life and, and connect and join and do life together is what I like to say, someone that will will do life with you um, in a sense. So those are some things that I added. I think you hit on uh, most everything else. I did, I came across the, I guess it's a magazine, Armed. Is that a magazine that you are a part of or just something that you, you write, you wrote some articles in? I am a contributor. I've, I've contributed a couple of articles to Arm Magazine. Okay. It's actually a magazine that was launched by a young lady up in, in Michigan, and uh, and I happened to get a chance to become one of their their cover features, and so uh, definitely one of the highlights of my of my career. Right. I, I saw the article there, restoring faith and finding a mate, which which uh, struck. And me, because, again, so many people just have, have lost that faith in looking into into the world and seeing the number of people that do not have significant others in their lives or meaningful relationship and even the number of divorce. I just found, I found that to be empowering, restoring faith in finding a mate because, one, first, it's important to restore that faith because if, you're, if your faith is lost in that area, then you're defeated. You're defeating your purpose, your journey, your walk, um, if you've lost that faith in finding a mate. So that was another thing that I had added there. Also, um, I listened to your, <laughs> very funny, uh, on of course, because this is that type of show, but on the Tom Jorner show, that was very enlightening as well. I listened to your interview there and was um, intrigued by your response. I can't remember who it was. I think it was maybe Jay or somebody that asked, is there a, a coach for that? And you said, certainly is. It's, it's, it's basically God, you know, Jesus. So I thought that was very enlightening as well. So I challenge everybody to go out and, and visit the Kenny, KennyPew.com. Listen to those. Again, there's a bundle of information on there, on, on the site, for you to select. Um, and I asked Kenny to tell you some more about the things that he's doing that maybe you can – participate in for the month of June and going forward as well. So, Kenny, um, tell us about the It's AM, that program first, before we get into the Can You Do It Standing Up. Yeah, so one of 
uh, those who have been connected to me for a while understand that I'm a big uh, big advocate for abstinence and celibacy. Uh, and so one of the initiatives that I launched at the beginning of May was Abstinence Matters. And if you take the first letter of each word, it's A-M. And when you think about the A-M, uh, it is associated uh, with mourning. And when you start talking about mourning, you, you, it's usually associated with waking up. And so um, when it comes to abstinence, I want to go out and empower the young people to know that it's time to wake up. Uh, it's time to do something different. It's time to wake up. We can't keep keep doing uh, things the same way that we've always done them. It's time to wake up and realize that sex is a matter of life and death. Uh, and so that program, Abstinence Matters, uh, it's AM, uh, Time to Wake Up, is an initiative to go after uh, primarily uh, the high schools as well as some young adults um, to go out and, and let them know, educate them, give them information about sex, and what I've been finding as I've gone out is that a lot of them have learned about sex on their own. It's not something that someone has sat down with them and given them some, you know, informative, you know, stats and, and just breaking it down. And so that's one of the things that I feel is my calling, is being able to help educate people, teach people, uh, and give them information so that they can make big decisions. And so that's what Abstinence Matters is all about an initiative to go out and educate uh, young people and young adults on the importance and impact of sex and why we need to do things a little bit differently and why uh, it's important to know that not everyone is doing it. Right, right. I think it's important as well to, I was reading an article today about the younger generation and it stated that more more youth from that grow up in the church and that are going to church on a regular basis, they are more of them are participating in uh, sex at a young age, and they they contributed to just a lack of communication and a lack of people being available to discuss it. Say, you know, they're just kind of preaching the word. They're saying, you know, the word says this, the word says this, but the kids know that, adults know that, but no one is really engaging. Um, in a, in a large number setting or even individually in those conversations within our churches and even within the homes, because I do feel like it should start in the home. So uh, for you all out there listening, for, with your, for your young people, even within your church, tell them about this program. Get them to, to, to look at the site and get involved in any way you can because we have to start communicating with our younger people. They're not really seeing us doing uh, the relationship thing uh, we 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 get together, we break up, marriages are are tearing apart, families are being destroyed. So get involved in that as well. Um, any any other thing on the absent? It's the AM. Any other additional details on that? Uh, that's on your site, I believe, right? The KennyPew.com? dot com. Yeah, they can obtain or at least be able to access access the link. Um, and if they want to go out to the website directly, abstinencematters.com, abstinencematters.com uh, is the direct website to go to uh, to learn more about, you know, just the initiative itself. It's, the, it's a movement. It's an, uh, you know, something that has been placed in under my care to go out and once again have those informative dialogues and conversations with the young people because, like you said, when you start looking at people, uh, even within the churches and outside of the churches, 
uh, a lot of these kids are learning this information on their own. Uh, mom and dad are so busy, uh, able to sit down and have those conversations. They're growing up in single-parent households, and so and the, you know, the parent that is trying to provide and, and just make a, a living uh, may not have the same uh, you know, opportunities to sit down and, and have those conversations. And so what, uh, you know, what, where there's a gap and there's a need, someone has to fill that, that gap, and that's what I've, called, I've, been, I've been called to do. I want to share one thing that uh, a parent, actually it's a pastor, shared with me about his daughter, um, and, and I thought it was so profound. She was, they they were, they are a home that has those conversations and talk talk about sex and, and has always had an open door as to when they are ready to move forward with that. And he asked his daughter to just give him six months, and the, the young ladies that you know that have, given in to these boyfriends, uh, let's see what where they are in six months with these young guys. If they're still together, we'll talk about it. And he said not a one, not a one in her circle that had decided to have sex at such, such a young age were with those boys six months later. So right. I, I thought it was interesting, and rather than him just saying no, he said Let, let's just see what happens with the, with your friends that decided to say yes you know, where are they in six months? Let's talk about where they are. And so that answered the question for her. Not saying that would work for everybody, but that was a good way to present it. I think I had never heard anybody, and I just heard that story about a week ago, and I never heard a father or a mother who put it in that way. Let's just see where they are in six months. So something to share. Well, I have a question for you, and you guys, please get in on the chat line if you want to submit your question or comments there. I'm checking that, and for you all on the phone line, we welcome your question and comments as well. But, um, Kenny, would you just would you mind defining celibacy um, to our audience, and and what's allowed and not allowed when it comes to uh, because I hear so many things where you know you could do this and do that and not this and not that, so. What is celibacy? Kenny, did we lose you? Yes, I'm here. Okay. <clears throat> One of the, the, the funny thing is that um, the long and short uh, of celibacy is just simply to abstain from sexual relations. Okay. And so that is, um, you know, that's one of the things that I think people – uh, they don't they don't get an understanding. So celibacy is abstaining from sexual relations, and it's typically associated with uh, spiritual or religious reasons. Uh, when you start talking about abstinence, abstinence is more of a mainstream term. It's something that uh, you can apply to abstaining from television or abstaining from food or abstaining from social media or whatever. Uh, abstinence is more of a mainstream term, whereas celibacy is specifically targeted uh, at sexual uh, relations, and it's typically associated with um, with spiritual or religious beliefs. Okay, okay. Um, do, you so think we, mis- a, do you think there's a misconception about, about what one can do as far as, um, I'm trying to, to, to just put this in the best language, but as far as uh, there's there's so much controversy about people who really are celibate, meaning if they're using certain toys and things like that to do what they need to do, would would one still consider that as being celibate? 
Yeah, and that's a and and I've had many a debate about that particular topic. And so for me, the movement that I have, celibacy is sexy. Um, it is it, it is one where I say you, you're to pretty much eliminate all of the lustful behaviors and acts. And so even if you are leveraging uh, your toys or whatnot. I think that still violates that whole concept of abstaining from sex. You may not be having sex with another person, uh, but you're actually having sex with yourself. And so, uh, when you start to look at it from that perspective, you're still not you're still not in alignment with uh, the true essence of what celibacy is, which is to try to get away from uh, lustful behavior and activities, and then to abstain from sexual uh, relations, even if that means within yourself. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And for you, what has been your, if, if you don't mind answering this question, challenging um, part in this? Why, I guess why did you choose this route, and what has been the most challenging for you? All right, so for me, it was, it was more of trying to you know, conquer one of my vulnerabilities. And so uh, throughout high school, throughout college, I've been very, you know, active sexually, and and because of that, I started to try to put two and two together. Where just because you're active sexually with someone does not mean that you're in a relationship. It does not mean that you're working towards a healthy relationship. All you're doing is exchanging energy. You're having an interaction. You're having an experience, but that does not necessarily yield or equate to. Uh, a successful relationship. And so I've taken it on as a mantle because I started to see um, how people were getting hurt, how I was hurting women um, by way of having those experiences, you know, getting the emotions involved and then ultimately moving forward uh, without any intent of them being uh, a significant part of my life. And so as I started that process, I took a step back and just kind of reviewed my history uh, and then I started uh, having the, the chance to coach and interact uh, with people within our singles ministry at my church where I served as leader. And one of the common things that I started to see was watching them uh, watching them go through you know, sexual experience after sexual experience with people that were uh, their boyfriends or their girlfriends and then, uh, and then ultimately experiencing heartbreak. And one of the common threads between those relationships were that they were, you know, sexually active. And so um, over a period of years, I started to say there's something about this element of sex, there's something about this element of sex that makes people um, vulnerable, it makes people emotionally attached, it makes people um, falsely, um, you know, feeling as if they have a false, it's a false confirmation of, of a healthy relationship. And so when you start to remove that and you get, two people together that aren't having sex, but they're forced to learn whether or not they truly enjoy each other's company. They realize uh, whether or not they are in each other's lives to achieve a greater purpose, uh, and so on and so forth. You start to see uh, people that thought they were meant for one another, not necessarily meant for one another, because the only thing that they brought to the table was that chemistry or that lust or that uh, that fire that only existed from between them from a sexual perspective. Right, which which is which is profound for can you do it standing up? And as I was listening to one of the the uh, one of the shows you did, uh, I think you mentioned standing up. You can from that perspective, you can see so much more 
because there's so many emotions. Sex brings so about so many emotions, particularly for women and some men as well. But I think women, for, for, for sure, most women listen with their heart, and to them, sex equates love for them, so to speak. Um, in some in some areas, I think that makes women feel like we are in a relationship where the man could be. And now I think the tables are kind of changing a bit with that, but. But I think more women seem to equate, because since we are sexually involved, then we are in a relationship, and sometimes that communication has not taken place, and they're just making an assumption. Uh, So I totally agree with you there, and a lot of people are not communicating. You know, with the Steve Harvey thing, there's this 90-day rule, um, and and I was sharing with some friends of mine, in the 90-day rule, you think about how many 90 days there are in a year, than how many partners you've had in a year and how emotional it would be if you had those 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 one person every 90 days, you know, even in that perspective of it. So a lot to take in account, especially about the emotional aspect of it and what it leaves on you, like you were saying, the, the hurt for men and women. Because as we talked earlier, well, Saturday I think it was, about uh, the show, there seems to be more men stepping into this era of um, celibacy. Uh, just and it's, it's interesting for me to to hear that over the past few months. There just seems to be a whole lot more young and and older men just saying enough is enough. They feel like it's so so available now until it's 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 not even work. You don't have to work for it. So that that's a shift, uh, I think, for society as well. Um, for it to be that way. So do you feel, what's your opinion on men versus women? Do you find that you have more men uh, discussing this or more women? Yeah, and and it's it's interesting that you bring that up. Uh, When I look back, I used to have a preconceived, um, you know, idea that, you know, that all women are able to be celibate and, you know, most of the guys aren't. But what I'm learning, and as I've learned over the years, is that there are a lot more guys willing to wait than we give credit for. Uh, most of the time, when you reach a point of a point of maturity, guys don't live by the sex that they have; they live by the value that they can bring to the table and the fact that they want to build uh, a, per- a purposeful and healthy family. And so that is that. But then on the you know flip side of that. I'm learning that more women are having trouble um, in this area of celibacy and and maintaining uh, their va- you know their their vessels, uh, their bodies, and that they feel like there is a a need uh, to to re- experience that that physical experience. And so uh, it's funny you bring that up because I'm at a point where I'm torn because I'm seeing more guys that are able to to make it happen, uh, and I'm seeing less. Uh, less and less women that are, are saying, you know what, I can do this. But, you know, that's what this whole movement is meant for. It's meant to uh, challenge people to do more than what they think they can do. And so as I shared, uh, and this is, you know, June being celib- National Celibacy Awareness Month, I did a kickoff call, uh, and part of that was to challenge people to do things above and beyond what they think they can do. And so that will be the challenge over the next month as I meet with this specific group of people to say, you know what, have you been able to go one day? Have you been able to go seven days? Have you been able to go, you know, 14 days and so on and so forth? Because the reality is you can do a lot more than your mind may lead you to think uh, if someone is willing to challenge you in that area. And so that's what I've been called to do. 
Do you feel that women um, have that need more so now because of the lack of self-value women seem to have taken on in in the last, I don't know how many years, but it, it, to me it just seems there's such a sense of, of, of lack of self-worth, self-value, knowing who they are and valuing their their lives in that way. Do you what what's your what's your take on that? Do you feel that that's that could be part of the reason that women feel like oh I have to I I, I need this because of how they feel about themselves? Yeah, I think I don't know if there's one specific answer to that. I think there's a layer, a bunch of different layers involved there. Part of it is you know, did you have a male figure in your household? How active was he? Uh, did he affirm? Uh, did he affirm you? And did he give you the encouragement? Did he show you the model of a way that a man should be? Um, the other thing is, if he wasn't present, uh, is you know, is your way to compensate for that to try to attach to as many men as you can, uh, because you never saw that value, you never felt value, and so the only way you felt like there, there was some value within you was based off of the number of men that you could attach yourself to. And so that's a part of it. It could be a part of the society in which we live where we have uh, a lot of the influence of media beginning to drive how we view relationships, how we view ourselves. And so uh, there's a couple different things there, and it's a lot more in depth than just what I shared. But I know that there is um, there are too many uh, of the ladies out there that are, you know, compromising who they are from a physical perspective in order to try to obtain obtain a level of uh, of value and self worth, which is uh, is something that is counterproductive. It's not going to work because at the end of the day, you slept with someone um, after you've broken up. Uh, they've taken something from you, and you got to ask yourself, you know, is it worth it? Uh, was it worth it? And so, as I, as people continue to withdraw from you. Uh, and not make deposits into you, then you're going to eventually go uh, bankrupt from a physical perspective. They're going to drain everything out of you. And that usually leads to someone becoming a little more broken. And so we got to be very careful of that, uh, especially as guys where we don't continue to try to withdraw uh, from the women that come across our paths because we're trying to, um, we're ultimately leading them down a path that is not necessarily going to be a good thing. And so uh, hopefully, you know, people understand what what was meant behind that. Right. And how long how long for you celibacy? How how long has has it been for you? Seven and a half years. Okay. 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 I hear a lot of talk about you know I I will hear other men. I can't remember the the show that I did a couple of months ago, but um, I heard just a a number of men saying, oh, that, that, that's impossible for men, that's impossible for men, because uh, we were sharing other details, you know, from, male, from the male perspective of men choosing just not to go there. So it's very, very encouraging, and, and especially younger people, too, um, are younger men. I have, have a few young people that have just chosen that route, and then when they meet young girls and they express this, the young girls, I had one in particular that says, you know, basically she wants to know, am I gay? And, you know, that that that's a shocker. That's a shocker, and it just, again, speaks volumes for where the, the reversal, the roles have, are, are seeming to reverse, even at such a young age, because these are 22, 23, 24-year-olds. 
um, very young, um, and the women are, the young girls are the ones that's kind of saying, I'm out, basically, I'm, I can't do that. Um, so it doesn't, it doesn't have, the age does not, does not matter. It seems to be across the board uh, when it comes to the women, for sure. Are you finding that as far as age that in your in your arena is it young old all across the board being a minister and around so many so a variety of age groups do you find it's more it's it's geared more in the eighteen say to twenty five twenty six or is it older that people are saying okay enough is enough I think we, Kenny, are you with us? Okay. We're losing you, Kenny. I think we have a bad connection, uh, you guys. I'm sorry about that. Kenny, we can't hear you. All right. Can you hear me now? Okay. We can hear you now. All right. So when it comes to that whole age the age group, uh, I think there is it's something about the younger generation. I think they're more, um, they're, they have a greater, um, people are able to influence them a lot more, which is why I think uh, you, you find that situation where uh, you, you get accused of being gay or, or whatever the case may be because you're not having sex. And so uh, I think there's just a phase. I think you, you'll see that in high school. Uh, you'll see that in college. And then after people have gone through those different phases, they, they understand the value as they mature. And so, yeah, I've seen that where younger women uh, have, uh, you know, a desire to continue to pursue that area of their lives, as do young men. And so we just got to be careful. Okay, okay. Well, the lines are open, and I just have a few more. Again, we're not going to keep you guys too long. And I ask that you get pen and paper because we want to give you all of the websites that you can visit, and again, you all, it, I mean, it's just a, a wealth of information available to you, even if it's just for encouraging uh, you through restoring your faith and finding someone that is suitable for you, that, that brings value to you, to your life, brings value that you already have there that adds to your life. So there's just so much information. So I ask you guys to just go ahead and get pen and paper, uh, because, again, we'll, we'll work to close it pretty soon. But I do have one or two more questions for you, Kenny. And then for those of you who are in the chat line, if you want to send questions, comments there, you certainly can. And the lines are open as well. Um, what has been the most challenging for you in the dating scene as far as, do, as for your age group? Do you find that women are more turned off by that or turned on? Uh, for me, because of the, the now that I have more of, more uh, visibility and exposure, a lot of the people that come into my life, they realize that that's a part of me, so I'm not really getting the questions like I used to. Uh, there were, in the early stages of this walk, people that would say, you know what, I can't do that, I can't do that, and so we would just agree to uh, go our different ways and, and, and just, you know, allow life to unfold like life does. But I've noticed more people are... Uh, are open to it because they see an African-American man that's willing to wait, to hold off, uh, to keep from 
uh, you know, pursuing that avenue, and I think it's empowering. I think it's liberating to know someone is willing to take you on a date, uh, go out to eat, go to a concert, to a movie, and then not expect anything physically uh, on the return on that experience. And so we got to be very careful, once again, about how we – how we show and interact from a dating perspective because we're setting a bad precedence for those that are coming behind us. Okay. And what would you say the most three, um, well, let me back up. What should a person look for um, in, in a relationship or what are the three, I heard you give the three most important things that you thought were important in a relationship. Could you kind of elaborate on those um I think so many are unequally yoked from the start, and we overlook so many things uh, from the start. And then because we so quickly move into the sexual aspect of it, what are some of the things that people should be looking for in the beginning, and what are the, the most important things you you feel that are important to a relationship? Yeah, for me, it's, it's more of a the first component is the spiritual component. Are we connected spiritually? Do we believe the same thing? I think that's very important, um, not necessarily up front, but for the longevity of the relationship. So that is, uh, that's one of the keys. The second key for me is, you know, does this person, when we come together, do we grow each other? Do we, uh, do we add value? Do we accomplish a greater purpose when we come together than we could by ourselves? If you get someone to come into your life, and they don't add value, they don't help you achieve a greater purpose, and I ask you, then, you know, what's their purpose uh, for being a part of your life? And so we don't need to have any more social media relationships where people are just getting married or getting in a relationship so that they can flip their status and, and get a 1,000 likes or uh, retweets or whatever. You want somebody that comes into your life that adds value. And so that's uh, that's the second thing for me. And then third for me is that, you know, we have a – uh, we have a blueprint that we both that we both have in common. There's something that we want to have in common. So we want to grow a family together. If we, uh, you know, want to, uh, you know, own a business, we want to, you know, leave generational wealth or whatever the case may be, just to make sure that that person is on uh, the same page from a life perspective as well. So the spiritual component gets you together, sets the foundation. Uh, the second thing is, are we able to achieve something greater together than we could by ourselves? And then thirdly, just looking at the life map, the life uh, blueprint to make sure that that thing is in order um, from a longevity perspective. Me, you know, case in point, I had a couple of people that I've talked to uh, where they they married someone and only to realize uh, that the person that they married didn't want kids. And I'm like, okay, that's a life thing. Why Why wasn't that discussed up front? That should have been something that you knew, you know, early on. And so that's what I mean by a life, a life blueprint and making sure that you're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I heard you mention, and this will, will be the last for me, and, and then we'll give out the website information that the people can access the information on and check the, ch- the chat line and the lines again. But I heard you mention, and I, I, I think this is so important and people really – don't think about this, particularly our young people, but about just really wanting a good number of firsts when you're married to, for your mates, husbands, wives, meaning having your first child together, together, first wedding together, 
first honeymoon, all those things. Because, but, but to me, it's because the lack of respect for marriage, the lack of honor and value, and and even the spiritual um, view of or, or perspective of marriage. It's like, okay, we can get into this, and we can just get out if we don't like it. As if you were just, as if you you were just saying about, you know, not knowing if. Your mate, your husband or wife wants children. That is, children, that is a major thing. And how do you miss that? That goes back to the lack of communication, and probably because they weren't standing at a view that they could see, as you talk about in your book. You know, they don't have a. They're not up. They're they're on their back too much, and so they're missing all these things. Or they're they are listening with some something and feeling with something else. So mm-hmm. I, I just to really get that out there because for our young people, the older you get, that does become important. So we it's easy to overlook something because you're age and you're not thinking the future, but there will come a time where you wish, wow, I wish, you know, if if this is a person that you're going to do life with and love, you wish that that, that child, you, you got an, a, a chance to experience the pregnancy with your husband, the birth with your husband. The, like I said, the honeymoon, the the wedding day, all those things. It gets to a point where you think about two and three. You hear people doing this two and three times, and they go bigger every time. And I, I learned something from you to just today about the cost, what society says, or statistics. I don't know where this comes from. A wedding ring should cost three at least three months' salary or something like that. I'm thinking... <laughs> Wow, that is a lot. That will make a man not get married right there, not ask. That's a lot of money. We put so much focus on the wrong things, on the wrong things. And you look at divorce rate. You know, why would want someone any anyone want to spend three months' salary on a on a ring and marrying someone that they barely know? Um, so I know I said a lot there, but I just think that's so important for our young people, or even for those of you who are thinking who are not married and. And, and starting life over, so to speak, divorce or whatever, start thinking about now if you choose celibacy, that could be a first going forward. You know, there's no way we can go back and, and redo or recreate, but you can start where you are now. You can start today, certainly. So I just think that was really, really important what you said today on, on the line earlier about, you know, creating, having some first. Timers with your with your husband and wife, and so many couples are are getting married today, and they've already had many many firsts. You know, there's no excitement there about the, the per, with the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with. No excitement. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so without without having any firsts, I mean, you just you know, what is what is the thing that brings you two together? Like if you if you've had sex with everyone that you've been with, then you know, what's the first for me, when I become a husband or you, you become my wife, if you've already had kids, then what is the, the first that we can experience together? Um, if you've already been married, you know, multiple times and we come together, then, you know, what's my first? And so, you know, understanding that life life happens uh, and, and people have to go through those transitions, but you just be in the back of your mind, okay, what is the first that I'm going to be able to bring to the table for my husband or my wife? Uh, I'm going to love unconditional because I've never loved that way before. I'm going to uh, be more adventurous to, uh, to to do different and new exciting things with the, the person that comes into my life this next time around. So just trying to figure out what your first is. You can't give everyone everything 
uh, and save nothing for the one that's going to be in your life for a lifetime. I think what you just said about uh, one thing struck me, the love unconditionally. I think if, if, if people that are listening, if you're at a point where you feel like I have no more first to give, then I would say when, when you said the love unconditionally, work on yourself because once you accept, learn, and love yourself for who you are, your past, your present, and get an understanding of where you want your future, where you want to go in your future, you, you know you and you are content and happy with the past, the present, and the future with some goals, then and, and, of course, we, we cannot leave God out of it. You have to know who you are in Christ as well. You have to get to a spiritual point in your life that you know who you are and love who you are. Then and only then, and it's very few times I'll say only, but then and only then will you be able to really, really experience love as God meant for it to be. So many people are so caught up. I hear people all the time saying, that the way you love your children is different from the way you love your husband or your or your wife. Almost saying, I feel that you should love your children more. Or, or but but I say to that, God doesn't say the word doesn't say, you know, have your children and you become one. There 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 that doesn't it doesn't say that. When you get married, you become one. You produce well. We should produce those children from there, but we know the world is how it is. But that could be a first that you have to offer someone, the you that even you never knew, the the, the whole you, the, in, the person that you enjoy even if you didn't have anyone by your side. That's the first that many of us have not experienced. So take that time, learn from the past, learn from all the heartbreaks, the, the mishaps that you've had previous, previously, whether it's one, two, three, four, whatever, many a time, take some time, spend with yourself, and grow. Deal with those issues. Then you will have something more valuable to offer than anything, and that's because you love yourself. You you know your self-worth. You know you're, you're valued even with a woman or without a woman, with a man, without a man. I think that's that's the best thing you can give someone is a complete, whole, healthy, happy you. Not a half of a person, not one-fourth of a person, but you are a whole, complete person, and one plus one will equal two, not two halves trying to equal two people. Um, so that would be a good first to start working on, and you can start there today. I'm going to check. Anything, Kenny? Because I know we want to get to this game. Um, <laughs> I know I saw your postings. I thought Kenny's going to, he's probably saying, why did I do the third? I should have waited. <laughs> no, we're but, good. We're good. Okay. Okay, chat line people, I see you out there. So if you have questions or comments, go ahead and get them in as we wrap this up, uh, begin to wrap this up. And for those of you who are listening online, um, I'm sorry, on the phone, submit your questions and comments as well. I did put a question out, and I got uh, some comments, and I, I want to share those real quick, and then we'll give out the information for you, and then we'll bring it to a close. Uh, let's see here. The question that I asked, what, what, are the, what are the three most important things in a relationship, and it can, uh, one of the things I got back was God, honesty, and communication. 
um, I shared back with this person the the information that I received off of uh, one of the sites that I listened to you on, which was um, basically love, respect, and communication. And I think all of those things, of course, once you once you align your life up in the Word and and seeking God and His righteousness, all the other things as it, as anything else in our lives really start to fall in place. Uh, going back to that loving unconditionally because you're able to love yourself as well. But this person did come back and say that I agree with those as well. She says a person should treat their partner the same way they want to be treated in order to show respect. Love is needed. Otherwise, the interest will not be there and the need to actually care for the other won't be there either. Without communication, two people can end up holding grudges against each other for the smallest issues and never really bounce back after disagreements. And I thought that was profound because so many things happen in in relationship. I feel that there's so many people that are divorced today that were truly, truly in love with each other but just never knew how to love each other, never took the time to communicate. Again, going back to your book, Can You Do It Standing Up? Because they, they started out laying down the entire time, and that was the relationship. And once you get to be in a place, in a home, 24-7, all day, 365 days a year, if that's what the relationship was based upon, then where do you go from there? It's it's almost like the way I explain to my friends who have, or boys, but I see a lot of young girls who are able to do so many things so quickly. They're able to dye their hair in the fifth grade, get a nose ring in the fifth grade, Wear heels in the fifth grade, and I say, where do you go from there? Like, where do you go with that that young girl when she gets thirteen or sixteen? What is she going to? What is she looking for then? If you start this at fifth grade, so there has to be some order, and we lose that uh, because we don't communicate. We lose that because we're on our backs too much. I mean, I mean, really, just just getting it out there, and then we take it from there to a lifetime together with someone that we don't know, that we know nothing about. So, again, going back to if you have no first, no more first to give, then work on being on giving somebody the first real you, knowing who you are, knowing who you're giving. And once you know who you're giving, you know who to receive and who to eliminate almost right off the bat. You can go through process of elimination so quickly to until it's mind boggling to you. You know almost instantly. No, not going to work. You you skip all that. You don't have to wait the ninety days to to eliminate. Period. Before even going there. So that would be uh, what I would end with tonight. If there's if there's no nothing in the chat line and if we don't have anything, okay, we do have a caller. So as we pull this caller in, uh, I will gather. Together, gather together all of the links that I wrote down for you, then we'll give those out after this caller, and we'll just end the show there. Okay, we're going right. to pull in a caller from 901, the last four, 8714. Caller, you're on the air with us. Yeah, hello. And um, Hi. I, uh, oh, hey, hey, can y'all hear me? Yes, we can hear you fine. Okay, good. I'm in a public place, um, but... Yeah, I was wanted to um to ask uh this question and I'm not trying to be funny or anything like that, but like when you had mentioned um earlier in the show that uh you've been celibate for I think over seven and a half years. Um I, I the question I had was 
like for someone who's who's wanting to be um who's continually trying to be celibate, like were you in a relationship uh be, before that I mean or during this during this time of celibacy? Um and, and then my, my other question that I had is um because of your experiences that you've had with other females back in the past, does that somehow kind of want you to be even more celibate, especially, you know, you finding out the spiritual side of it and all of that. Um, did any of your past experiences influence you to want to become celibate for seven years? Kind of like, well, I've done all this before, so it's nothing um, It's nothing new to me. So it's, it might be much easier for me to be celibate. I was just wondering what, what was your experience on, on that. Yeah, that's that's a good question. Those are actually good good points to uh to bring forward. So the first uh the first component I'll address is that yes, throughout the duration of those seven and a half years I have been in uh, a couple of different quote unquote relationships. But one of the things that made made it more powerful is that because when we because you're being I'm being celibate, uh, I'm able to identify much sooner in that relationship whether or not there's a long-term potential for uh, that person and myself without compromising and uh, giving of ourselves from a physical perspective. We're able to identify that and come to a point where we say, you know what, you know, we're both good people, but uh, we're probably not meant to go down this lifetime path together. And that's okay. Uh, and I think that's one of the benefits of actually being celibate is being able to identify much sooner in a relationship whether or not, that person is is meant for you because you're not clouded uh, by the release or the orgasm, uh, but you are more focused on, you know, do I really like this person? Does this person bring peace to my life? Or do I consider this person to be a friend? And so you can identify that a lot sooner in a relationship. Uh, secondly, as it relates to, you know, being sexually active before entering into this, this period of celibacy, I do think it played a significant part. One of the things that, was very important to me is that I learned from my previous behaviors uh, and, and made a change for the better. So being able to reflect back over you know, all the, pre the previous people that I had conquered, uh, it wasn't until I took a step back and said, hey, what was my purpose for actually interacting with these people? You know, does this, this person have a, a great body and I felt like I wanted to conquer it? You know, because this person was drop-dead gorgeous, I want to feel like I conquered it conquered her and so I started to assess my motives over a period of time uh, and then as I entered into the spiritual side of it that became more of a solidifying factor the other thing that I challenge people to think about is uh, every time every time that you lay down with someone that's a potential mother uh, or father of your child and so out of all of the people that I, I lay down with um, would I have been cool if any of them had my child? And the, the, you know, the answer to that is no, because that at, at some point um, after that sexual interaction, I realized that that person wasn't meant for me. And uh, I think you can actually, you know, do a survey of those who have gone through that experience. You're having a child with someone who was not meant to be a long-term part of your life can't come along with these challenges. And so I didn't want to have to go through uh, that. The second thing is, when you are looking at someone, um, I view people from the lens of, you know what, this is my sister. Uh, you know, this could be someone else's wife. Do I want to be lying with someone else's wife? Because that's not cool. That person, you know, that, that benefit was meant for someone else. I can't just continue to try to take uh, that privilege because it's available. I want to make sure that I'm making good decisions. And so that was another thing. And then the third thing was, 
you know what, that's somebody's sister, that's somebody's daughter, that's somebody's mother, um, and, you know, it doesn't make sense to continue to, to continue down the same road expecting a different result. I wouldn't want someone having sex with my sister. I wouldn't want someone having sex with my daughter uh, who wasn't supposed to be a part of their lives long term. And so uh, just a bunch of different things helped to change my perspective and, and just looking at it from a big picture standpoint and not looking at it selfishly was one of the realizations that I think came forward. Caller, did that answer all of your questions? Oh, um, I, I, I did have one more quick question. This was the one that I didn't um, want to seem as if I was being funny about, but um, and I was curious, like, okay, about like, okay, about like masturbation, like you know how men get, you know, we wake up in the morning, we have that hard on, you know, we get, you know, we're horny in the morning for some reason. I don't know why that is, but I mean, we first wake up, and then you know we might want to just go ahead and masturbate, you know, right after that because, you know, uh, some woman or women we saw the day before or whatnot. Is that considered uh, non-celibate? Um, yeah, so that that is one of the uh, one of the most popular questions, is masturbation a violation of celibacy? For me, uh, for me, it is. It's a violation of celibacy in that if you look at the, the roots of what celibacy is, uh, abstaining from sexual relations, uh, even if you are having sex by yourself, it's still mm -hmm. considered to be sex, right? And so um, I ask yourself, you know, I'd ask you, okay, what are you, what are you fantasizing about during that act? And if that's a healthy visual, um, you know, then that's one thing. But most of the time, it's an unhealthy visual. You're visualizing someone else. You're visualizing some kind of, you know, maybe some pornographic material, uh, and so that kind of violates the whole idea of celibacy, sex, uh, self-control, and, and trying to do things from a more pure standpoint. And so uh, the, the, usually the follow-on question is, well, how do you release yourself? Well, when you look at your, the makeup of the anatomy, um, you don't necessarily have to release. The body will, will manage itself um, in, in that regard. And, and just when you look back as you were growing up, uh, as your body began to, to change, uh, it managed itself. It didn't need your. It didn't need your assistance. And so I'll just leave leave it there, um, so that it doesn't get too in depth and graphic. But you don't. I think sometimes people feel like they need to release, um, but you don't necessarily have to aid your body in that process. And how and how do you deal with something like that? You don't mind me asking. I mean, because I mean, probably people who are listening, they may not. I mean, they may feel. Uh, not nervous, but embarrassed maybe to call in and ask questions like these. But I mean, we got to be blunt here. I mean, this. I mean, if we're talking about being celibate, you know, and and how to do it, we should be straightforward with that. So it's like, like, how do you, uh, how do you overcome something like that? Because I've had people like pastors. They'll say, well, you know, just read, uh, just read this book over here. You know, while that urge comes, or you know, pull out a scripture. You know, any scripture or this particular scripture. And I mean. I mean, it may work, may not work, or I guess it depends on how bad the person who's in that situation wants it. But, like, like, like what do you do, for an example, specifically? See, over a period of time, your body begins to adjust. So it's not seeking that, it's not seeking that feeling. It's not seeking that thrill. And so over a period of time, it becomes a lot easier to manage those urges. Early on, one of the things that became very prevalent for me was that I needed to find an outlet for my energy. And so working out, 
uh, going run, you know, running, um, something to release, um, release that that energy. Uh, and a lot of people find that through working out, and so that that relaxes your body, and you don't have to deal with that. Uh, having to deal with the, you know, kind of the real intensity behind uh, some of the sexual urges that one might might face periodically. So, uh, I just that's my that's my outlet. I work out a few times a week, and uh, and I just make sure that you know over a period of time, your body has, your body will learn to adjust to your new your new lifestyle and your new behavior. Okay. And I and I so think just too, for just taking it one day at a time. I mean, like anything else that you're working to 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 give up, uh, it brings its challenges. But want, keeping keeping your goal in mind and the reason you're doing this, looking back and seeing what you're giving up, what has it caused you in the past, what it hit, what pain it has it caused you, what dysfunction in your life, what challenges, and and are those things um, really worth going back to that point. So I think one day at a time and thinking about it in that way as just as we work to uh, give up many other things as we work to to grow more in the Word, as we work to seek God more, you know, you can't be so hard on yourself, but you still have to be, be diligent in what you are working to accomplish. It goes back for me to to really focusing and learning on who you are, really staying in the Word, uh, seeking God, and and praying uh, often about the challenges that you are going through, and being honest with 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 at least God, because that's where our help comes from. But so often, I think we try to to be dishonest about those challenges, or not really talk about them and express them and, and have a, an accountability partner. Um, so that that will be my answer, because those challenges, like in anything else, they're going to come. I mean, I think as soon as someone steps into that world, um, the finest woman or the finest man is going to show up. <laughs> so, you know. so that will be our, our answer. Uh, thank you, caller. And thank you again for for your questions and comments. You added so much to the show, and we're you're welcome. Thank you. I'm going to check the chat line here, and if we have nothing there, we don't. And I'm hoping everyone got out their their paper and pen. I want to give out. And and Kenny, you tell me if I'm if I give any of this incorrectly, but I I wrote down quite a bit here. Um, is it okay to give out the Twitter and the YouTube information as well? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Okay, of course, for those of you who have Twitter, it's Mr. You do your Twitter.com, and it's Mr. Kenny Pugh for that. For YouTube, it's your, your regular YouTube, and the name behind it is Kenny Pugh, so it's just Kenny Pugh there. The webpage is KennyPugh.com. You can purchase the book, Can You Do It Standing Up? We, we, we didn't touch so much on that, but I think all that we talked about is basically gearing right back, steering right back to that. You can purchase the book off of the KennyPugh.com or Amazon.com. Uh, I always like to suggest you go directly to Kenny's website or any author's website if it's available there. It's in PDF version uh, for $4.99, I believe, and then the soft cover as well, and e-reader as well. So, again, that's KennyPugh.com. Uh, for those of you who are looking to purchase the book, Can You Do It Standing Up? Um, 
And then celibacyissexy.com, there is uh, a bundle of information on that site as well. Uh, the June June is the movement, or the June movement is the National Celibacy Awareness Month. So please go out. It's on Facebook as well. Celibacy is Sexy is on Facebook as well. And, uh, McKinney, for the the conference calls that you're going to have on a weekly basis, they can find out about that at the celibacyissexy.com website and register for that there, correct? That's correct. They can register okay. online at celibacyissexy.com. And that's a great one, you guys. I, I actually listened before the show tonight, before this show, and I think it was maybe about a 40-minute call. Uh, so I... I challenge all of you, um, even if you're not celibate and you're thinking about it or you, you're wanting to be or you're working on yourself, you know, I, I suggest that you go out to some of these web pages, purchase a book, of course. Uh, there's a bundle of, of free information out there from blogs, from articles, uh, just a, a great bundle of information. And, and anything that you're working to do, surround yourself with people who are like-minded and are working, have the same goals that you, because as as I've said on this show before, if you're trying to get away from drinking, then you don't go back to the corner where they're drinking at. That's where you stay away from. You work on you. So no different with anything else that we're working, um, no different with celibacy as well. So I want to just uh, thank you, Kenny, for being a part of the Butterfly Evolution Show. Thank you for all that you're doing uh, as I went through and studying about you, I, I just see you as being so positive in this in this era and in this time. We need that, especially our young people. And for people my age, um, you know, we have to start being more accountable as well. We have to allow these young people to see us with the relationships that are working, see us seeing ourselves as valuable. Uh, our young ladies should see us seeing men uh, respect us and honor us. So let's not, and I'm talking to myself as well, I don't. I want to practice what I preach. I want to young ladies to look at me and, and, and hold me accountable. I want them to, to see that I'm doing what I'm saying and not just saying it. So let's work to just be better people. Again, Kenny, thank you. Any final and last words from you, anything we missed about anything that you're doing that people can take part of? We have a lot of listeners from the Atlanta area, so anything that you have going on there that maybe people can participate in? A good number of our people are out of Atlanta. Kenny? Yes. Are we, okay. Anything there that's going on in Atlanta or any anything nationally that they can participate in that we've missed? Okay, for some reason we keep losing him, you guys. Um, what I suggest that you do is go out to the website. Again, that's kennypew.com, and, and there's just, again, a bundle of information on that site for you to uh, find out more about what who Kenny is and what he's doing, whether it's in your area or uh, some other area. Um, okay, Kenny, I, we've lost you again, so I'm not sure if you can hear me. But with that note, we're going to go ahead and just, if we have nothing, nothing in the chat line. 
Okay, I'm going to check the phone lines. Okay, we're good there. I want to thank all of you for for listening in tonight, and um, I hope that something in this show has encouraged you to to just step out in a different different era of life and work again towards towards you, work on a better you so that you can select a better person to do life with. That's 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 I think the most important thing ever is just to to learn to love you as you work to grow and become the person that you want to be working and operating in your passion and your purpose. Another thing that I didn't mention for for Kenny, it's inspiring to see people doing the will of God, meaning working their passion, working their purpose. And and when you are doing something that you love, when you're doing what God has purposed you to do, what he is working through you and in you to get out and, and bring healing, you I mean, you always want to do it. You love to do it. So I cannot encourage people enough to step out on faith do what you do, do what you have to do from 9 to 5 or whatever your schedule is, but never, ever, ever stop pursuing what you love to do. Freedom comes there as well. There's so much miscommunication and so many other things going on in our lives because we're so unhappy. We're spending countless hours doing things that, and I'm speaking to to, to myself really here because my, I, I am discovering all over again. I just keep having this renewed um, sense of purpose and passion. And, and when God starts to really feed it into you because you're really seeking Him, it's almost like a burning fire in your spirit. So you can't you can't sleep, you can't eat without thinking about it. So I'm, I'm talking to myself too. I'm, I'm ready and preparing to take it all to another level. Um, because that is the level you start to, to to feel passion. You start to have purpose. You start to you have a hunger to help people um, heal and establish their purpose and their passion and their relationships to heal their relationships. And relationships is not just about man and woman. We have so many broken relationships. We have mothers and daughters who have broken relationships, fathers and daughters, uh, sisters against sisters, brothers against brothers, the whole family concept, that relationship. So there's so much to be said and to be done in the form of relationship. So just it's just not about having a relationship with, with someone else. If you have if your relationships with your other significant people in your life, such as your parents, your brothers or your sisters, if we can't heal those and it takes two there. And if and if you can't heal those and you're not um, over that, if it's not settled in your spirit, then you're taking something else into into relationship as well. So we have to just learn to heal in order to be a whole person for whomever we decide to do life with. Because if you go in broken. What what comes from there? What what happens when you pour? I can pour water into a shattered or broken glass that that stands and looks together, but but it's going to seek out. I think the same happens with broken people who try to get in a relationship and love each other. That love just seeks out. It slowly just seeks out because you have so many broken and undone parts there. Although you're standing, you look complete just as the glass is. You know, if the glass has a little hole in it, it's going to eventually seek out. 
So it starts with who we are and how we feel about ourselves and the faith that we have in relationship and finding a mate and in God. And in God. So I will leave you all with that. I hope, again, that you've uh, taken something away from the show tonight. Please share the show with others, and please go out and and, uh, visit KennyPugh.com because, again, there's so much. um, I want to give you a couple of the categories on his site. site. One is accountability. These are all where you can click on and get other information from. Business and professional, career, Let's see, Christianity, communication, community service, debt, education, family, fellowship, finance, home buyers, life, men, and it goes on and on and on. So uh, ministry, motivation, reminders, romance and relationships, sex, social, social media, sports. There's just, and it goes on and on and on, and this is free information on the site. So, uh You can find out everything just from KennyPugh.com. So visit that. Thank you again. I'm going to let you go so you guys can get to the game. I'm going to turn it on myself here shortly as I head out. And I want to thank you guys again for being part of the Butterfly Evolution show. We will be back Monday at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. And I do want to remind the men who listen to us, there is a series on Tuesday nights uh, the King in You, tomorrow's topic, and again, ladies, this is for men only, so share this with your the men in your life, the king in your life. It is uh, the battlefield. It's gonna, they're going to be talking about the struggles that men have in the workplace, in the home, in the family, uh, in relationships, just the battles that men go through on a day-to-day basis. And our men, they don't talk very often. They don't share like we do. So it's it's important, and, and I think it's a great thing. Um, I'm amazed at the number of people that listened to last week's show. I'm, I'm just amazed, and I'm just thankful because that means, I'm sure some women are listening as well, but, but that means that men are going to start engaging and sharing with one another. And so that's defeating Satan right there because men are here to lead they're here to be the head, um, and, and if, if we allow our men to, to take their rightful place, boy, it would be wonderful. So uh, let's do that. Share the show with, with, again, the king in your life, the, your brothers, your fathers, your, your uncles, whomever. Uh, just share that information with them so that airs tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. Uh, you're able to tune in, and, and we do just hope that you women not not tune in and ask questions because we want the men to be able to share one-on-one and feel comfortable comfortable doing that. So if you have questions that you want asked to the men, you know, we can kind of figure out a way to get that to them or listen to the archive show but um, or listen quietly, I would say. So just let them feel comfortable in doing what they do. So thank you. Without further ado, please share share the show with someone on your work Uh, in your workplace, at your church, please tell them about Butterfly Evolution and have them tune in. If not to the live show, they can always listen to the archive show 24-7 at blogtalkradio.com backslash Butterfly Evolution. Thank you all for tuning in with me tonight. You all have a great night and look forward to spending next Monday with you. Thank you.